Welcome to the Conscious Women Entrepreneurs Podcast. This show offers wisdom, inspiration, and tips on how women entrepreneurs build their businesses and how they incorporate mindfulness and spiritual practices to become successful. I'm your host, Martina Thomason, a certified entrepreneur coach. I specialize in helping women entrepreneurs overcome limiting beliefs to get more clients and grow their income. Now, let's jump into today's episode. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of the Conscious Women Entrepreneurs podcast. Today, I will be talking about my fears, insights, lessons, and overall experience with coming out of the proverbial spiritual closet. <laughs> A lot of you are probably having your own battles in terms of identity, because that's what this really is about. It's about authenticity and daring to go all in and express to the world who we truly are. As an entrepreneur coach, I see a lot of this as most entrepreneurs are either changing from identifying as a student or an employee into a completely new venture. This requires them to take on a new self-concept that they previously haven't. And showing this side of themselves can be scary to say the least. <laughs> so if you're having any kind of resistance around identity or showing your true and full vibrant colors to the world, this episode is for you. Ever since I was a little girl, I was drawn to the alternative, esoteric, spiritual, alternative health practices, natural remedies, mindfulness, and all the rest. My mother's side of the family has always been more open to that, but on my dad's side, academics and hard facts has sort of been the alpha omega. In spite of one part of the family being more open to the alternative realm, I have been scared shitless, pardon my French, <laughs> to, to speak my full truth around this to the public. I was saying to my boyfriend some time back that I feel like a 15-year-old gay boy living in the most religious parts of the US during the 50s or 60s. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that person probably would have had it a bit worse than I. But that's kind of the feeling that comes up for me when thinking about publicly speaking about the more alternative perspectives. Just the thought of putting my face on social media or speaking on a podcast like I am right now has made my reptilian or primal brain, which is responsible for innate and automatic self-preserving behavioral patterns, go off like a red hot flashing alarm central. <laughs> Just to give you a visual. The Norwegian princess, Marta Louise, started what she called the angel school some years back and the media hung her out to dry and the comedians tirelessly made fun of her even to this date she's been made fun of for that so seeing society rejecting these kinds of perspective doesn't exactly help the confidence level when it comes to speaking out obviously there are many shades of spirituality and some things might be straight out bullshit. In any society and any industry there will be some rotten apples and I do see a lot of spiritual bypassing and inflated spiritual egos out and about and you know a lot of preaching and maybe not so much practicing. <laughs> there are also quite a few people claiming to have certain gifts such as being psychic or something along those lines without any gifts in that department whatsoever. 
So there will always be those who try to trick people for a buck in any industry, including the self-development and spiritual one, which is a pity because it taints and clouds the perception of the real deal. The real mindful practices, the deep inner work, the actual spiritual principles and the benefits and transformations that those can bring. Neuroscience is actually proving more and more of what mystics have been talking about for centuries. More on that later, but first I just want to touch on my experience around talking my truth around it. So, um, you know, my experience has been that when the average Joe and Jenny, let's call them that, hears someone talking about the universe, law of attraction, manifestation, energy, healing, etc., etc., they roll their eyes and put it in the crazy person box and maybe even dumb and easy to deceive person box. <laughs> In our society, mostly structured around a corporate job, hard facts and a fixed way of life, it seems to be limited space for feelings, intuition, potential and dreams. However, the latter is where my heart lies and I personally have given away too much power to others by regarding their beliefs to be superior to mine. In the past, I haven't allowed myself to talk openly about who I am and how I see this universe in fear of being rejected, even by people I don't know. <laughs> it's as though being a skeptic or having a fixed mindset is applauded as the more intelligent view. But I've decided that I will just not be one of those people lying on their deathbeds, regretting that they didn't follow their heart and joy in fear of being judged by others. A lot of people who are interested in spirituality and self-development often present a moderated version of themselves to the world. We're afraid to be judged, laughed at, to feel rejected, be labeled as Fruit Loops, frankly. <laughs> I have several friends who have a separate close friends list on Instagram so that only the friends open for alternative views can see their stories that they post on that topic. And again, this is in fear of being judged or rejected by those friends who don't share the same beliefs. I mean, it's sad that it is that way, but, you know, <laughs> it's what it is right now. It almost feels like an underground culture in a way where you could never tell that a person is into spirituality or spiritual practices as they go to work as a marketer, as a banker, as a scientist, etc., unless you're into the same things and they dare to open up to you about it. And it's so funny when I talk to people like they're the most, you know, regular everyday people that have the most common jobs. And when they hear that I'm having certain views on things, they dare to open up and they like they they put their toe in the water and then all of a sudden <laughs> they blow the lid off and they'll have a full on conversation with me about something along the lines of energy or attracting what we want in life and all those things. It's pretty hilarious. But being fully open about how I see the world has been one of my deepest shadows to heal as well. To fully dare to put myself out there authentically and not as a dimmed version of myself. I believe in meeting people where they're at and I would never force my views upon others. I actually think it's healthy to have diverse perspectives, opinions and beliefs and that we can still accept and love each other regardless. Any perspective can help us stretch our minds and 
being open to that, I think will help us grow as people. You know, we always have valid reasons for believing what we're believing. And just to let you in on my journey around this, I have worked hard with my own coach on daring to really own my weird, alternative, colorful, out of the box, visionary self in all my glory without feeling that I'll become a living dartboard in the process, which is essentially what I have been feeling. It's super scary. Like to anyone that goes through this, I so get you, I've been there. We all have something that we're afraid of showing the world. We're so attached to our identity and it's one that we have developed over many years and it has helped us stay safe and fit in somewhere. Being an entrepreneur coach, I see so many people struggle with some sort of identity shift. As I briefly mentioned, many people have had a career first and now they're creating their own business within something potentially completely different. I recently got a referral to work with this amazing lady that had been working with rocket science for a major international recognized project. However, this woman was super creative and her heart was actually calling her to create a blog and work with social media and sort of putting herself out there in a completely new way that had absolutely nothing to do with rocket science. <laughs> and you know, what a major identity shift that is. Our stories are all unique, but the feelings are always the same. Change is not easy and our brain is biologically wired to make us doubt anything that is not familiar or quote unquote safe. Being a coach, I have a responsibility of digging in my own dirt and overcoming my limiting beliefs in any situation that arises. You know, if I haven't gone through the flames myself, I wouldn't have developed the depth to coach my clients to grow through their fears. Interestingly though, what we fear is in fact our feelings that creating the change will result in. It's not like we're actually going to die, just letting you know. <laughs> when we were babies, rejection by our caretakers would potentially mean death. And rejection is therefore hardwired in our brains and bodies to create stress responses to get ourselves back into quote-unquote safety. However, we are now grown-ups and we are not going to die if someone rejects us or criticizes us, but it will most likely feel very uncomfortable. So in reality, that is what we're fearful of, how it will make us feel. It's just a feeling and if we are willing to feel anything, we will actually set ourselves up to achieve anything. We can choose what we think about any circumstance and changing our thoughts will automatically change how we feel around the situation at hand. So this takes a bit of training and it's something that I help my clients implement and it's nothing that is done overnight. It's a process. <laughs> when I first started my social media account, speaking more freely in terms of how I experience the universe, I actually spent a good four hours blocking anyone that I knew didn't share the same opinions on spirituality, self-development and human potential. I was so afraid of being judged that they would talk behind my back and label me as one of those crazy motivational speakers who talk about fluffy nonsense. I did the blocking because I wanted to experience dancing as though no one was watching, so to speak. 
I wanted to grow my roots deeper and feel more at ease speaking my truth before facing potential criticism from those I know who don't see it the same way. Little by little, I started to unblock people and I felt better about the situation and people were, you know, so much more accepting than I feared. I'm not saying that this is the way to do it, but it was what I needed personally to bridge the gap between where I was and where I wanted to be. This way, I didn't bulldoze my needs for feeling safe and it helped me to actually start posting instead of procrastinating and feeling perplexed in fear of the consequences of criticism. Also, did I mention that I blocked my own boyfriend? <laughs> so I have my personal Instagram, but then I also have my business Instagram and that's the one that I blocked you know, all these people from. He's not blocked from my regular one. But anyway, so my coach gave me homework to show him my Instagram and write down all the feelings that came up before, during and after showing him. Mind you though, I have the most supportive, kind, accepting boyfriend, but I was still horrified. What if he would laugh at me and think that I'm an imposer? This is obviously all my ego or protector part trying to keep me safe. He would never call me an imposter. He sees me tirelessly study the human mind, human behavior, human potential, digging into my own dirt to sort that out every single day. <laughs> anyway, I'm digressing. So I'll, I'll share with you what I uh, wrote down about this situation before, during and after I showed my boyfriend my business Instagram profile. So before, I felt nervous, uncomfortable, thinking that he's going to laugh, um, he's going to think that it's so stupid and say like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and during um, showing him the profile, handing over the phone and letting him scroll, I felt a strong urge to have to explain myself. I wanted to say, you know, don't read the captions, just look at the photos. <laughs> and I literally couldn't breathe. I felt like throwing up and my body was so restless. All I wanted to do was to run and hide and just grab my phone. I was sweating and I felt naked and exposed and stupid and all the rest. Like it was so full on. But <laughs> surprise, surprise, afterwards I felt a great sense of relief. I felt so light and I got a headache actually from all of that um, bodily stress and which I never get really so it was pretty interesting and I, I felt so much better. I felt like laughing and everything so quite an interesting experience and my boyfriend who is not into the spiritual realm like I am, he was you know so accepting, he cheered me on and he told me how proud he was of me for putting myself out there. Uh, in spite of my fears and all of that. So it was it was just a really nice experience. But holy shit, it was so scary to do it. But as you can see from this story, I had nothing to fear. But my reptilian brain went bananas trying every dirty trick in the book to get me to bail out of the situation and stay safe. But it was all just emotions and feelings in the body. I didn't die, <laughs> although it felt like I was gonna, and it didn't ruin my relationship. How good. <laughs>
<laughs> Being spiritual, doing yoga and practicing mindfulness has become a trend and it's more commonly accepted these days. Yet when we have been conditioned to believe that one mindset is superior to another, it takes both courage and time to reveal our thoughts. It feels like undressing, standing naked in front of a large crowd, just waiting for someone to throw rotten eggs at you or look another way in disgust. <laughs> the funny part of all of this though, is that I have spent more than a decade diving in the deep end of spirituality, psychology, trauma work, inner child work, and all the self-development content I could ever get my hands on. I have also studied a lot of successful people across a wide variety of professions. And what strikes me is that if you start to assess the mindset of very successful people, they always seem to have a somewhat spiritual approach to life. Although the law of attraction can be perceived as, you know, fluffy nonsense, most of the successful people that I have studied apply a lot of these principles in one way or another. I actually encourage you to do your own research around this. And also, like if you're embarking on your own spiritual path, I encourage you to read or listen to Dr. Joe Dispenza's books. He explains how our brains work scientifically and how neuroplasticity allows us to completely restructure our personality so as to grow into a more successful version of ourselves. My favorite book from Dr. Dispenser is breaking the habit of being yourself and also evolve your brain is uh, also great which is the one he wrote before that so you know i see how transformation happens in clients when we go deep when we go all woo woo <laughs> when we peel back all the layers until it's only pure potential left and we start to build their visions up from that space whether we call it spiritual alignment, neuro-linguistic programming, neuroscience or self-development, I don't really care. Working with people's minds to help them to tap into their true essence is my joy and commitment. And as long as I see that this helps my clients thrive and create a life on their terms, I don't really care what skeptics think or say. And you know, this is an ongoing thing for me. We're always going to feel off when we get criticism but as long as we stay in our lanes and see the results and positive things that it's creating just focus on that anyway what i want to leave you with today and that has been very helpful to me around this topic is be open be curious and be childlike in your approach we are merely living organisms with a soul and an ego to keep us safe on a tiny ball of rock in an infinite universe that we are yet to understand <laughs> and we are the ones holding ourselves back what we fear others will think of us are a reflection of our own thoughts about ourselves stories that we make up these are just limiting beliefs holding us back and they generally stem from internalized parents and social conditioning but but we can choose what we think and when we get really good at overcoming limiting beliefs our lives transform in so many ways. I would love to hear your biggest takeaway from today. So take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in an Instagram story to let me know. My handle is at Martina Thomason Coaching. So let me know. I can't wait to see what you got from this episode. Cheers, everyone. 
Thank you so much for listening in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with anyone who would benefit from listening in. As always, please leave a review, five stars for good karma. And if you think we need more mindfulness and spirituality in business, if you're interested in coaching with me, head on over to my website and schedule a free discovery call. Finally, if you have any inquiries or you would like to interview me on your show, shoot me an email. Details are in the show notes over at my website, martinathomson.com. Have an amazing week. Cheers, guys.